Hello, everyone, and welcome along again to the Oris Digital Podcast. Uh, you're joined once again by myself, Tom, and Luke. How are you, Luke? Hi, Tom. I'm very good, thank you. Just a quick note that this podcast is in association with crockerydirect.co.uk. But yes, how are you? Yeah, I'm all good, thanks, mate. Um, so today's a pretty special episode. We've got our first guest joining us, James Warren. Um, so I'll just give the opportunity for James to introduce himself. Yeah, thanks, Tom. And um, hi to you and Luke. Thank you for having me on uh, the podcast episode today. Um, as Tom said, I'm, I'm James Warren. Um, just to kind of introduce myself, I am a account, account director over at um, Iris Worldwide. Uh, we are a creative agency based over in London, and um, I've currently got nine years' experience in the advertising industry. So hopefully be able to talk to you a little bit about um, about some of that today. Yeah, great stuff. We're looking forward to getting some insight. Um, so you mentioned, obviously, you've been working for nine years in the industry. Quite a long time. It is indeed. It is. Yeah, I haven't gone grey yet, though. So uh, so that's good news. <laughs> I've still got a full set of hair. Um, so that so that's great. But uh, a few of the older people that work in the industry, they're, they're, they're starting to lose their hair and going bald through some of the stress. But uh, yeah, nine years and uh, many more years to, to go, I think. So you've kind of seen a vision into the future of what your your hair will look like in 10 years time. <laughs> I have indeed, yes. I've already got some products just to stop that from happening. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Just wear a hat. I think that's always probably the easier way. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so just starting off then, um, you know, I'm quite keen to hear nine years is a, is a long time. You'd probably consider yourself quite experienced. But going back to sort of the start of your career um, in the industry, what would you say got you into what you do at the moment and what advice would you give, I guess, to someone starting off at that point in their career? So they might be looking forward nine years at where you are now and sort of what you've achieved. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, so I've, I've always considered myself as a bit of a creative thinker. Um, at school, I studied subjects such as art, media, film, music. Um, and I enjoyed those a lot more than I did the, the academic subjects such as maths and science. So for me, it was pretty clear that um, that I was a lot more talented in, in those areas than I was in the more academic subjects. Um, and in fact, um, my media teacher at school once said to me that, you know, James, you're going to get into advertising when you're older. Um, and I'm not sure if that perhaps stuck with me as a bit of a, a subliminal message, but, you know, he was absolutely right. And nine, nine years later, I'm, I'm here uh, working in the industry. And um, I, I actually studied um, a Bachelor of Arts in Advertising at, at university. And, and weirdly, I studied creative at uni, but um, somehow I found myself in the client services part of, of advertising. Um, my, my first job in advertising, it was, it was a bit of a roller coaster in all honesty. Uh, my first job was at an agency in Canary Wharf called CMA, um, Creative mm -hmm. Media Advertising. And um, quite simply, my job was to, to, to basically trawl the streets of London the London boroughs uh, and walk into local businesses and try to sell advertising space in some of the publications that we produced as a as an agency. So that was quite a, a very very hands on job. Um, and from that point, I I left and joined an agency called Gyro, um, which was a, a an agency that specialised in B two B. And I, I was there for about um, a year working on on Virgin Atlantic. Um, and unfortunately, I, I got made redundant um, um, at, that, at that agency um, and um, headed over to another agency called Founded. And that's really where my career um, started to progress. Um, I was at Founded for, for seven to eight years. 
Um, and and from that point, that's where I've got to to where I am today. So um, I, I would say to to those who are looking to join the industry, um, it, it can be a little bit of a roller coaster. I, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't expect to be working on uh, the world's best projects to start with. And, and you do have to put a bit of graft in. Uh, you know, some people strike it lucky and get a great internship at one of the big agencies in London. Um, but but you know, there are other ways that you can do it. You can. You can get into the smaller agencies, and, and with a with a bit of hard graft, um, you can work your way up to uh, to, to a position that, that I, I'm in today. Yeah, I think that's key. I think a lot of people get straight into marketing jobs, and they think, "Well, this isn't quite what I expected." But I guess the important message is, when you first start off, you are going to be put on the slightly less exciting roles, and you won't quite be heading up a team. But if you stick with it. Um, and dedicate yourself to the craft then you obviously can move forward absolutely yeah absolutely and um you know even as a junior um although you you might not be exposed to uh to leading some of the big projects um it's great experience because you you work with such a big team uh, and you get so much um kind of knowledge and and experience from the teams that you work with that it, it really fuels you for for success in the future Definitely, yeah. The bit I'm really interested in is when you took that, um, I guess, decision to move from the creative side to the client services side, was that a conscious decision that you wanted to do that or was that just where your skill set led you or was it just a case of somebody um, that was managing you decided that that's what you should concentrate on? Yeah, it was It was a bit more of a personal decision. Um, you know, I, I wasn't amazingly great um, at creative uh, when I was at university. Um, I, f- I found it quite challenging in all honesty. And when I left uni, I thought to myself, where, where is my career going to head? You know, where, where is the best opportunity in this industry? And for me, um, I found that to be in client services. There, there's, uh, there's a lot of roles in client services and uh, you can find yourself working up from a, an account executive to an account director and, you know, positions above and beyond me, such as business director and, and managing partners. So it, it was a personal decision that creative, I felt it wasn't the, the, the right career path for me. And I felt there would be more of a career for me um, in the client services side. And I've always been quite business focused. Um, I, I like working in business. I like the, the challenge of business. And um, a client services role absolutely allowed me to do that. Excellent. So just to, just to jump straight in there, what is your absolute favorite part about your role absolute favorite part i think it's it's working with um a variety of different people um as a client services personnel um you're constantly working with different people you'll find yourself working on different brands uh different projects all of which have different key stakeholders and I'm a, I consider myself to be a people person. I, I like to wake up. I like to call people. I like to speak to people. And for me, that that's the fun. That's the fun part of the job. And of course, you know, it's not it's not all work and no play when you're in client services and the advertising industry. Um, you, you of course have the the client the client entertaining um, that that goes with the job, and and that's going out to some fancy lunches or um you know some boozy boozy parties or uh, product launches um so, so for me that's the the, the most exciting and, and fulfilling part of the job is just being able to work with so many different people from different backgrounds and um and being a person that they can can look to as a partner to really help them with their their success 
Yeah, let's hope that they enjoy working with you as much as you enjoy working with them, I guess. <laughs> I think that may be questionable uh, through some of my uh, past client um, relationship experiences, but uh, I consider myself to be quite a, a people-focused person, I suppose. <laughs> nice. And I guess um, moving forward, you know, you've, you've got yourself to where you are nine years down the line, and we've t- spoke about how people are just starting off and it's a it's a roller coaster of a journey, I guess. That nine years. Do you ever look nine years ahead, or is it just are you kind of a day by day person? Yeah, no, another good question. Um, I try not to think too far ahead um, at, at, at where at where I'd, I would be in in ten years' time or fifteen years' time. But of course, you know, everybody should have a a bit of a plan in place um, in terms of what they want out of their career and where they want their career to go, because it it really just helps you focus in. On, on that particular career. Um, you know, I, I can't say that in 15 years' time I'm going to be, uh, you know, a, an owner of an agency or a, a managing partner at an agency, but I, I certainly have the ambition to, to, to do that and be there. Um, and that gives me some focus and it gives me some direction in my career. So, it, you know, for, for those people starting out, it, it's good to focus on, you know, in, in five years' time, where do you see your career? Where do you want to be? Um, you know, who who do you want to work for? What type of um, company do you you want to work for? Because if you have that plan and you know what you want, you'll go out there and find it, and you, you'll enjoy your job ten times more by doing that than just trying to focus on uh, the now uh, rather than the, the bigger picture. Yes, good advice. Um, a little bit of a fun question for you then. So. I know you quite well, and I know you've worked with clients in industries, you know, stretching from from the travel industry and fashion and all sorts. You know, you've you've got quite a broad um, experience with all of that. So, if I could be on the spot and say, if you were to take on a new client tomorrow, what would the your favourite industry to work with for? Like, what would be your favourite client? Favorite client? That upsetting your existing clients, obviously. <laughs> I have to be careful in case any of my existing clients do listen to this podcast. <laughs> I am it directly to them when we finish. So <laughs> I'll try and keep it quite broad and general. Um, I'd say uh, one of the the favorite industries or industries that that would interest me would would have to be um, something to do with with sport. Um, and funny enough, at, um, at the agency I work with, Iris, we, we have quite a big sport brand, um, Adidas, um, who, who we've worked for, for for a number of years. And uh, the reason I, I say that is because I have a huge hobby in sport. You know, I love playing football. Um, I have a huge interest in it. I've played sports since I, since I was a, a young boy. Um, and again, it goes back to my point about doing something that you enjoy and doing something that you love. So, you know, what, what better way could it be for me that you know i work for a sports brand um and you know i love sport and i love advertising for me that would be the perfect concoction of um of of a client to work with yeah i think luke actually that was the same answer so pretty much you gave wasn't it sport yeah um in a previous episode yeah i said like like you said i'm in advertising i like sports so that would be the perfect partnership Let's hope we never go head to head in a uh, an interview, then, Luke. <laughs> I thought he was about to say in sport. <laughs> you 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 did mention football, so I'd imagine that you'd probably go down that route. Whilst I I mean I do love football as well, but I'd probably go towards the sort of lesser known sports uh, in the UK, such as 
hockey, cricket, it's not as competitive and it's a bit more specialized and it's, you know, not, not as much in the mainstream as, as football is. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a really good point. And, and you know what, you touch on something there, Luke, that um, an exciting part of my job is that we don't, don't all work on, um, you know, these, these, we call them blue chip clients or blue chip brands, these, these huge brands that people know, and um, they're, they're a mass market brand like Adidas and, you know, brands that are in, in the football industry. Um, you know, I, I've previously worked on brands that, that haven't even gone to market yet. So we've worked with clients to help them define the, the, the product strategy and define their products and define their business and, and launch that in market. And that, that is a hugely uh, rewarding part of working in advertising is, uh, you know, you can find yourself working on these, these startup businesses that nobody has ever heard of before. You help these clients build this, this amazing brand and then you launch that out in market and, and you see how that then grows in the marketplace as, as something that becomes a, a, a lot bigger thing. Um, and, and that is a, another really exciting part of, of working in the advertising industry. So that sense of pride, isn't it, that you've you have directly contributed to this success? It is absolutely. So it's a bit of a um, like praise on your own creative uh, creative flow as well. It I've is totally lost my word, but you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and um, I, I once worked with a, a creative director who who became a very good friend of mine, Ross Garden, and. Um, I was in a presentation once and he turned around and he said to the audience, he said, uh, you know, creative directors have the hardest job in the world. He said, if you think about it, we have to go into the office every day as a creative director and think of something that nobody has ever, ever thought of before and develop a, a campaign or an idea that has never, never been thought about. And for me, I, I took that away and I thought, you know what, that, that's absolutely right you know it's working in an agency you, you wake up and you could be developing an idea that has never ever been thought of before um, and and that's just crazy it's crazy to think that you know people people can do that and, and work in that way in this industry that that leads on perfectly to sort of a question that I've I've had for you but like what what is the most creative thing that you've worked on if you're allowed to speak about it that is yeah, of course, of course. I won't, I won't let you know anything that we're working on at the moment. <laughs> There's some uh, really great, great things going on at Iris. But um, the most, the most creative thing I've, I've worked on, I've worked on a few things, and um, I suppose um, once I, I worked on a campaign where we took over the the whole of Nottingham. We literally took over an entire city, um, and we produced a campaign that you know was. Um, was put out on uh, billboards, uh, these massive kind of billboards you see as you're driving along a motorway. We put it on kind of six-sheet uh, posters, on bus stops, on, um, you know, uh, we even wrapped a, a tram or trams in Nottingham, um, which was which was super exciting. It was super, super exciting and, and very creative. Um, but, you know, there, there have been other, you know, other campaigns I've worked on where, um ideas that, that come to the table are just just so creative that you, you wouldn't have even thought of um, of these ideas as you know a normal client service person like me or someone else um, so I'd say the Nottingham campaign was definitely definitely up there and, and I did some really nice creative work for um, P&O Cruises who was one of the, 
one of one of my clients for four years or the agency's client for four years um and uh, that allowed me to actually go on to a cruise ship for two weeks um to shoot some video content so that that was that was super cool you know getting getting out there onto a cruise ship flying out to kinthos boarding this ship and spending the next two weeks out in sea uh shooting shooting some content for for pino cruises you know that that's where um that's where it can take you in in this industry some nice work perks exactly absolutely yeah and uh you know i I worked for a week and then spent the the next week um kind of relaxing a little bit more so it was just a great experience as uh, someone who's never been on a cruise ship it was a a really good experience i think you met someone famous on the ship as well didn't you i I meet lots of famous people um but yeah one of our um um one of our kind of brand um not not an ambassador, but somebody who um, who fronted the brand, Rob Bryden, um, who most of you will know as a comedian, um, fronted the brand for a good number of years. So uh, um, yes, I, I got to meet him. I got to meet him on the the cruise ship, and um, also got to do things like record radio scripts with him in in studios in London, which was um, super super exciting. Um, and of course, they all got to meet me as a famous person as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> So that's a message for our younger viewers. If you uh, work hard enough, you might get to do radio with James Warren. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. This podcast is actually my uh, oh, my foundation and building block in into getting into radio. <laughs> well, I think we're the lucky ones. You know, we've got you on as our first guest. This podcast is going to explode. I feel privileged. <laughs> we might double our viewership to uh, three. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure it's promoted properly through the right channels. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, just a little bit of background on the, the podcast, really. As you see, we're well, only five episodes in. Me and Luke, we decided just to pick this up as something that we could we could uh, focus some time into, just give some insight into what we do, um, a little bit about PPC, digital marketing in general. So, it, yeah, it's really great to have you along to get some client perspective on that. Um, as I say, I've known you for quite a long time. I know you're very, very good at what you do, very hard worker. So thank you, obviously, for giving up some of your time to join us. No worries at all, and um, you know, thank you so much for having me on as your first speaker. And um, you know, I think it's great what you guys are doing, uh, getting some content out there, and um, you know, speaking about the industry and letting people know what the industry is all about, especially with with what you guys do in you know PPC and, and SEO, um, which is a, a hugely fascinating part of of, of advertising. So, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, you know, speaking to you both, and hopefully um, at some point we can we can do it again, and uh, I could be back on another podcast in the future. Absolutely, yep. you're welcome anytime. So, um, just just before we go, though, I always catch up to, uh, Tom with this, but can you give me a buzzword from your industry that you like? A buzzword. Um, I'll use a relevant one. I'll use a relevant one. Um, it, it, it might be quite well known, but a suit. Uh, a suit is um, a buzzword for what I am, um, a client services personnel or a, an account handler. They call us a suit. Um, and I think the reason they do that is if, you've, if you're familiar with programs such as Mad Men, you'll see um, a lot of the people on Mad Men wearing very nice, fancy suits. Um, they're, they're the, the client facing. They're the people that front the agency. So, so that's what I am. But uh, in all honesty, I don't think I've worn a suit. In my nine years career, I might have worn a couple um, but I, I typically go to the agency in a, in a hoodie, a jumper, um, or if it's summer, you know, some nice chino shorts. <laughs> chino shorts, very nice. <laughs> I suppose that is the beauty of uh, doing 
what we do and uh, imagine working from home has that really affected you too much because if you wear chino shorts to the office i dread to think what you're wearing working from home all day <laughs> uh, this is why i've turned my camera off in uh, in front of you guys um working from home has been uh it's been difficult and i, I you know i suppose it has for a, a lot of people um during during the, the the covid times you know it's it's unprecedented but um um, for me, it's, you know, I, I, I like to have a nice routine. I keep to a routine. I get up early. I get up before nine o'clock. Um, you know, I, I get my to-do list done nice and early. And working from home isn't isn't as bad as uh, you know as I thought it would be. It allows me to kind of finish my working day, uh, and as soon as I finish, put the laptop down and um, just go and and relax for the evening. Uh, whether that's watching uh, the mighty West Ham uh, play football and uh, and. And, and win win some games as they have done for the past kind of six games, um, or whether that's just sitting down and having a nice kind of uh, uh, you know alcoholic beverage to to see the the day through. So yeah, not 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 too bad. What about you guys? How are you how are you finding it? Yeah, not bad. <laughs> sure. don't, don't, don't have much more to say than that. Um, same same as you really. It, it's nice to to sort of when when you can wrap up just to close the laptop and you're already home. Uh, Again, we don't we don't wear suits as such either. Uh, we we only ever go in casual clothes, but yeah, we can literally wear whatever we want. It's our own house. <laughs> I'm, I'm dreaded to I'm dreaded to ask you, Luke, what you're what you're wearing during this podcast now. <laughs> Below the camera, yeah. Let's not get too much into that. Um, I think that just picking up the, the important bit. I think I agree. The, the morning routine, 100, percent has been sort of a game changer. I think when we first went into lockdown and working from home was almost a five day a week scenario it was very easy to kind of fall into a routine of sort of waking up very close to nine o'clock and logging on and it, it disrupts your day so obviously the best advice you could give someone i think that's struggling from working from home is to get up early get up almost the time you would as if you were leaving and commuting have your breakfast you know don't really think about work for the first half an hour just let your mind wake up make yourself a coffee if you drink coffee and then you can sit down and you'll be so much, or you'll be in a much better position to just like absolutely smash the day out if you do that, as opposed to if you're waking up at five to nine and rolling out of bed. Just just on that as well, there is, um, obviously you're in the creative industry and you said like you go out and you do all of these creative processes. How has lockdown sort of affected your sort of general work like day to day? It's affected uh, the, the ability to be able to get in front of clients. I think a huge um, important part of, uh, of my job is being in front of clients and being able to walk the client floors and, and get under the, the hood of um, a client's business and, and just being that, that kind of face-to-face -face interaction just really helps to do that. So uh, it's affected in that way because um, a, a lot of the meetings now are at team meetings or they're Zoom calls. Um, which are, which are a lot more difficult to um, to build that relationship that you need to with a client and and get that face to face interaction that you really need to um, as a as a client services personnel. So it's it's affected uh, my role in in that way. Um, and uh, and in, as an industry as a whole, um, obviously there are a lot of brands that um, that the pandemic um, are being affected. Um, and you know they're 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 tightening their their spend on advertising and, and and marketing, but but again on the same hand there are other brands and clients that 
um, are actually doing okay in the pandemic and, um, you know, are, are actually spending a little bit more or, um, you know, and uh, for me, that that's the importance and the power of, of advertising is um, let, let's just not stop, you know, let, let's try and find a way through it. Um, and, and the power of advertising can help can help do that. You know, if you're out there in front of your, your consumers um, and, and you're, you're on their TV or you're on you're in a print um, uh, magazine or a newspaper, you, you're still out there in front of them. So um, so it's affected it's affected it. Yes, definitely. Um, but there are you know different ways around it that, that can keep keep you going. Of course, if you can make anything happen in a pandemic, you can make it happen in or when we return back to normal. So absolutely, it's yeah, a very good point. Absolutely. So it's all about um, you know getting getting the head down during these times. Um, you know, not getting demotivated by it. Um, you know, keeping taking motivation. the opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Take the opportunity to to kind of work in the times that we're working in at the moment, and um, you know, really really try and push forward and find a way through things because you know a lot of people are doing amazing things at the moment you know who knew that somebody who you know sang a song on 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 tiktok i think it was two three weeks ago has now got a a record label and is number one in the charts <laughs> just an yes. example of someone who's um you know taken taken the, the ball by the horns and uh used something like tiktok to drive fame for himself during these unprecedented times so keep at it you know keep at it and uh, something will happen Cool, right then. I, I suppose we're sort of coming to a natural end for this. Um, so, for the people that want to know more about Iris, where can where can they find you? Absolutely, yeah. So um, they can find us online, um, you know, irisworldwide.com, um, an easy place to find out uh, who we are as an agency, what we do, the clients we work with. Um, where you know you can also find us on social channels. Um, and, and, and when we're all allowed back out of the house, uh, we're based over in um, Southwark or just by Southwark Bridge in uh, Queen Street Place, 10 Queen Street Place um, in London. So, yeah, definitely go to the website. Have a look at all of the, the amazing stuff that we do. And um, if you're, you're interested in the industry and just started to, to get going, um, definitely have a look at the work we do. And hopefully that provides some inspiration and really inspires you to get into to the stuff that we do. Brilliant. No, just thanks again, James. Um, yeah, obviously, stay safe, keep well. We'll catch up soon, I'm sure. And, you know, the outdoor is always open for when this all ends and you can buy means just swing by and come say hello. It'd be good to see you. Absolutely, yeah. Definitely do one of those, uh, you know, client entertaining drinks together. <laughs> as long as I'm the client and you're paying, then yes, I'll be there. Absolutely, absolutely, yes. Yeah, we'll have to have a, um, a price cap, though. <laughs> Uh, I'm a two-beer man anyway, so anything after that, you won't be paying for much. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. <laughs> right, James, all the best. Thanks very much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me on, and um, the best of luck. Keep safe and well, guys. Cheers. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you once again for listening to the podcast. We just want to let you know as well that this podcast is in association with crockerydirect.co.uk. There's plates, bowls, cups, saucers, teapots, glassware and some other bits of tabletop crockery as well. 
So if you are interested, visit the website crockeryadirect.co.uk or even just give us a follow on social media at crockeryadirect at whatever social media you use and you will find us. Thank you very much for listening, guys.